from the All-Ireland Business Foundation, this is Elaine Carl bringing you AIBF Business Talk. AIBF is an independent national body tasked with enterprise development and the promotion of best-in-class businesses as business all-stars. Today, I catch up with John Hannaway and Ryan McInnes of The Learning Rooms, a digital learning services company that designs, develops and delivers technology-based training solutions to help organizations and their people improve performance. Their team of learning specialists and multimedia designers provide innovative learning solutions to suit the unique needs of both the client and the learner. Thank you so much for joining me on AIBF Business Talk today, John and Ryan. It's fantastic to have you with us. You know, I'd love to learn more about the learning rooms and the great work that you do, because I presume it's just not learning in a classroom. What exactly do you do? And maybe take you back to where it all started. Yeah, so um, look, thanks for, for having us on. We're, we're delighted to be part of this uh, series. Um, so the, the learning rooms are an Irish organisation. We're over 20 years old um, and we started uh, initially as a, a management consultancy with a strong face-to-face training arm but the goal was always to move into the digital learning realm and for the best part of the two decades we, we have been doing that uh, so Ryan our e-learning director has, has been the, a huge catalyst in, in the development of that team and for us what we wanted to do is always capture that magic that you got from that really good trainer that had a really special experience was engaging was interactive and you, you left that classroom uh, kind of immersed in that knowledge and, and ready to take on and, and, and achieve with those new learning outcomes. And for us, what we wanted to do is create really interesting learner experiences and do that through partnering with organizations to achieve their business needs. And for the best part of those two decades now, we've, we've, we've grown domestically, now internationally, uh, we've expanded into new markets. Uh, Ryan and his team are constantly developing new solutions that uh, are, are quite exciting and, and of course now uh, award uh, recognized. And I think that Ireland has always been known as the island of saints and scholars. So it's not just in Ireland that you have clients. Tell us where else you've got clients. Yeah, so we, 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 we do a lot now in the, in the UK market and uh, that's kind of expanded across initially with a few healthcare clients. Uh, but now, of course, travel, tourism and, and, and a, a few in other interesting areas. We're moving into the sports uh, realm over there as well. Um, we have a client in Canada who's a fantastic uh, client of ours. We, we met them at a conference and it's something we started with, it, with a, a nice small project to help get them off the ground. And now we've been doing multiple projects with them, uh, including one that's kept Ryan's team busy with 100 hours of content that's gone across uh, Canada. And uh, we also are working with a, a new pharmaceutical client over in North America. Uh, so we've, we've moved into that US uh, market and, and continue to have interesting conversations that Fantastic. Uh, we'll so the next year. You really, truly are global. Ryan, I'd love to hear you know, from yourself how maybe you can actually give somebody that fantastic experience that one would maybe, you know, experience in a classroom or you know as you mentioned there john that if you're a really good instructor or teacher and you come out feeling buzzing out of it how can you translate that across to the online or the virtual world so i suppose the first thing you need to really do is really know who the audience are and you know what it is that they want to be able to i suppose what they what you need them to be able to do at the end of it and how you're going to get them involved and engaged with it so like what's important to them and it's about selling it to them and making sure that what you're delivering they can see a direct route to actually i suppose improving their performance making their job easier or making their life better you know and so it's about trying to design an experience that is relevant to them 
um, that's going to help the organization achieve their, I suppose, strategic and organizational uh, objectives, but adding some fun and interactivity and engagement into it and making it that it's an enjoyable exercise and an enjoyable experience as opposed to, you know, the, the sort of read, read text and click next, which, you know, I suppose would give e-learning a bad name for a lot, you know, mm. for a number of years. <laughs> No, absolutely. And when I think of maybe going back, I'm not giving away my age here or anything, but when I think of kind of e-learning, I think of maybe, you know, doing something for an exam purpose. You've got multiple choice questions and you keep trying to click and then you realize, hang on, I can't click backwards anymore and you're goose. But I think, you know, is it fair to say that maybe that the last two to three years and the, the I suppose the world that we all found ourselves in with the opportunity to go into physical learning environments, you know, being very, very limited as a result of COVID. Was that a great catalyst in your growth and in, in your journey internationally? It was a catalyst in the growth. Um, I suppose from our perspective, we've very much always focused on the quality and on the learning experience as opposed to just looking at putting content online. And what a lot of, lot of organizations and a lot of people did very quickly when uh, COVID came in was, oh, we've got this presentation and we, you know, we'll, we'll put a voiceover on it and we put it online. And that's 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 not a learning experience, and that's mm. not really, I suppose, the approach that we take with our with our uh, projects. So yes, we obviously we we did see significant growth um, throughout COVID, but our projects are generally a lot, I suppose, a bit more complex than that. So they do take a bit more time. Um, but I suppose the difference is we see real, uh, I suppose, learner improvement at the end of the projects, as opposed to just being able to tick the box to say that they've accessed and and they've worked through that content so it's a it's a quite a different approach that we take Right. Uh, just putting content online yeah, and just kind of just uh, thinking that you can maybe he's a magic conversion button and all of a sudden you're translating what's happening in the classroom to being online and that side of things you know john you know i'm very interested to hear about maybe the business development side of it and how is it that i suppose maybe you get in contact with clients or clients come to yourselves to know because a lot of clients i'm assuming you know some are big enough that they have their own lnd function in-house you know internally maybe can look after a certain element but there's many that don't and that need a partner like yourselves yeah so it, it, it's um we, we've quite a diverse set of customers um, and it, it's great to work with them in in different ways so for us we can work across every different industry we're completely industry agnostic so ryan's team have worked with content areas really across the board really nice and diverse which keeps the, the work for the team very interesting and um, for us we get a huge amount of referrals and I think that's a testament to the quality that Ryan and his team put out. And um, so we, we notice a huge amount uh, of that. And um, we win a lot of public tenders, uh, which was a fantastic way for us to get a strong footing into the into the Irish market. And now it's we've had a more of a, an outbound approach and that's been through different forms of social campaigns, uh, LinkedIn messaging um, and building a strong network. And what we notice is that there's lots of conversations happening in the space that our name is is appearing in and um, which has helped generate very good leads for us and because we tailor there's not a cookie cutter approach we mm -hmm. can then work with organizations as you say that are brand new to this space don't like don't have a hr department right up to teams that have quite complex uh, lnd functions and we can find a solution that matches across that journey and it is very much important for us to be able to fit something in that's very specialized and tailored for them to to find that right solution and something that really impresses me, Ryan, and I think you mentioned it there briefly earlier, is that, you know, it doesn't matter what industry a client is potentially coming from. You've dealt with, you know, you've got 
subject matter expertise in all industries. How can you have that in-house? So just say, how would a typical, I suppose, client relationship, you know, be? I know that, for example, there's a need for a particular type of communication skills or whatever within my organization. So how does a typical engagement work? Yeah, so I suppose we don't generally look at ourselves as a subject matter expertise or experts. Uh, most of the time when we're partnering with an organization, they actually have a lot of that subject matter expertise in-house, or they may have an organization who has perhaps been running this training face-to-face for a while. So actually what we come in, where we come in is we bring in the educational expertise, so how people learn and how people learn online, and we bring in the multimedia design and development expertise. So, and our instructional designers, so the instructional design is very much around how people, how you design an experience to enable people to learn from it. Um, so they, the instructional design team will work with the, with the client and work with their subject matter experts in terms of, you know, what do we need them to do? How, where are your learners currently? And how do we bridge that gap? And how, we, how do we de- design a really enjoyable experience to get them to that end point? Um, and they will, I suppose, design the experience, but I suppose design it from more of a storyboard level and content mm. level. Um, and then it goes into the development side of the house. And they, I suppose, are professional designers, uh, videographers, uh, multimedia producers. So that it's very much a, a full multimedia output. Um, and that's, I suppose, another slight difference to the way we do things in that quite often in a lot of organizations, you'll have an e-learning designer and they will do the instructional design and the building. But quite often, you know, then they're quite limited either in their graphic expertise or their video you know, video editing uh, skills, whereas we have the teams are quite separate. And even I suppose as we grow, the the teams are getting even more separate within the two teams in terms of, you know, like full, just a person for just content and mm-hmm. audio content and, and whatever. So we can work with any type of subject matter expert in any industry because we're not, we're bringing the educational expertise and not the actual subject matter expertise. Very good. So I've got, I personally have a real grow for this area and I'd love to hear maybe if you'd like to share with us maybe a, a typical case study or a client, you know, study that's in the public domain that you would have worked on because I'm sure there's many of our listeners here that, you know, we've all experienced really fantastic learning experiences and not so good ones in the classroom setting we've experienced both sides online and i think we know going forward that there is going to be an awful lot more online digital learning e-learning side of things so you know i'd be very curious to hear of maybe a project that was a real success and win for yourselves um so i suppose one of the most interesting projects from my perspective um is something that we did actually for um the Irish public sector last year mm-hmm. um, it was for safe food and it's not it's not corporate in that it's it's for transition I suppose it was aimed at transition year students mm-hmm. um, and so I suppose we don't do everything that we do isn't necessarily always for the the corporate organization and the the corporate employee we do uh, projects for any type of learner um, and this project was um I suppose it, it, nine modules of e-learning content, each with its own specific topic. Uh, the transition year students would complete the modules in their own time and during during COVID or perhaps even in the classroom. And then there was a whole set of teacher resources developed so that the teacher could um, have discussion topics, ask questions and run workshops within the classroom, uh, I suppose, around each of the nine topics. Um, and what made it interesting was, I suppose, 
to a degree, the slightly different target audience um, in that they're much younger, they are more technically, um, I suppose, capable. Um, and we were able to take an interface design that was a bit more fun and engaging to what we would put perhaps into one of our more corporate clients. Um, and what we did for it was um, quite high levels of gamification. And gamification, I suppose, from an e-learning perspective, is taking the elements of a game-based design and using that to help um, I suppose, help engage people and keep people motivated throughout a course. So, you know, that can be things like sound effects, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I suppose, giving people scores and more a gamey approach rather than if you think back to your your multiple choice question, you know, true, false, <laughs> yes, no, whatever. Take the box. But actually, exactly. <laughs> but actually then having mini quizzes where people get points for it and they get sound effects and they get you know and they you know they're able to feel like they achieve things as opposed to just yes no and and a bit of feedback um and that that to me was a really um really nice project to work and on different and i suppose brought in so many and, different elements but i can just imagine that's really more testing in many different respects yeah, and uh, like I suppose there were lots of technical things within that. You know, for instance, it um, it had to pass NALA's plain English guidelines. So mm-hmm. you know, everything had to uh, I suppose be written and developed in a way that passed. You know, passed all of that. It had to help the the learn the students end up. They do an ex- an exam and they get an actual certificate. You know, um, it was the whole project was then translated into Irish afterwards. So wow, um, you know, so and all, all the video content had. To be reshot with mm. the actor speaking in Irish and everything you know so it, it was uh, I suppose it encompassed lots of different types of the elements that we would put into projects but it mm-hmm. probably pulled them all together into one it pulled and everything then, into one so I can imagine you know it was, it was a challenging one but very rewarding at the same time yeah so like, and, and interesting and I suppose John you only get to kind of be the designer and to spearhead I suppose the projects that you get on board you know that John and his team from a business development side you know capture John what have been you know some of your main challenges that you've had along the way from growing the learning rooms to where it is today and being so global because you're, you're at the consumer face yeah so a, a big part for us is um, educating the customer on how a partnership with us is going to work differently to working with any of our competitors. And what the what Ryan touched on previously was the quality and our approach and the specialized teams that will work with these organizations to help have an, kind of this elevated higher version of the course that's going to create the behaviors. So there's it's not about necessarily just providing information with someone, it's about giving them an engaging experience they'll work through, again, using a lot of the kind of uh, methodologies and approaches that Ryan discussed there. And what we're noticing is that because people have had this negative experience, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, they did click next, click next, click next, watch the video, made a coffee, came back and said that wasn't worthwhile. Now they can see it by experiencing our sample projects or demos, the difference in what the quality that we're providing. So it's about having those conversations regularly enough. And that's probably the big challenge is just educating the, uh, the market that there is a, a difference from a good e-learning partner versus your 
classic put it online approach um so i, th I think that, that that's a big one uh, and of course look we're, we're a growing organization so it's about expanding our reach and moving into new markets and uh figuring out how to to talk to that global audience uh, so i'd say they're probably the two two challenges that you, you'd face of kind of the co-face with the customer and would you find then that kind of customers are very different based on their location? So, for example, dealing with a customer maybe based in North America versus in the Irish marketplace, is there different ideas as to what's a good e-learning experience? I, I think you notice that across the road. And um, we, again, are lucky to work with such a diverse uh, kind of con consumer base. So it's bringing to watch different organizations at different levels of that journey the ones that are we're working with an academic institution they have a large digital learning team they're fully invested in this concept of, of a kind of a blended learning approach mm -hmm. and the conversations we have with them are quite different to the the organizations that we're, we're telling them how this can look what it is and uh, the terminology and uh, so it can be vastly different, even in some of the organizations we work with in different departments, mm -hmm. there, there's there's huge varying levels of their their buy in or their knowledge of this area. Um, and that's and that's something that's quite enjoyable for us. Uh, there's a huge amount of a kind of consultation that goes part of it. And we, we like the con consultative approach. Uh, and again, Ryan, you know, through vast experience in this area, can educate those people on how to best approach these projects and not just a case of oh we'll do x of video y of animation it's what's the best way of delivering this content and that's a real mm -hmm. value add and it's lovely when i get to introduce ryan to to our customers uh to to give them that, that experience because i think that's one thing is that really that you know over the last two years there's been a lot of opportunist approaches should we say or you know opportunities out there for companies just to maybe click a button and to straight away convert what was a classroom program or whatever into an online. But there's an awful lot more to it than this, you know. And Ryan, I think you've shared so eloquently with us there the different journeys, you know, that, that somebody can go on. But how do you differentiate yourself kind of in the marketplace? So if I was to ask you maybe for our listeners here today, what do you do differently that an, another e-learning company potentially doesn't do? Um, so I suppose we very much look at it as a long-term partnership. Um, and the approach that we would take with uh, one organization could be very different to the approach that we take with another, you know. So, like, again, um, there, are, there would be organizations out there that, the, you know, they might focus on one particular type of technology, whereas we will look at the technology that actually uh, is the better solution for the, the specific learners, you know. And again, you know, we, we worked with um, quite a large, uh, an Irish charity at the beginning of COVID who were bringing on a lot of volunteers. I think they were bringing on two or 3,000 volunteers. So the approach we took with them was very much, we're going to go with this solution because it's mobile first and it's going to be it's simpler and all of the rest as opposed to this is the nice, the really good technology will give you loads of functionality and all of the rest, mm -hmm. but actually it's not the right technology for them. So we very much look at it, at, you know, at what do you need? What does the learner, the learner need? And what's the best approach that way? And again, it's not really even just we go in and we build material for you. You know, there's a, like a lot of our work is actually going in and developing the digital learning templates, processes and training for organizations to enable them to do it themselves. You know, nice. so like a, a, there's a, a large number of organizations throughout Ireland and the UK and, you know, uh, actually in Canada and in, in America, all using our templates and training uh, templates that we've developed 
for uh, developing e-learning. And then we train, we run face-to-face and online training courses uh, to, to develop their skills so that they can do it themselves. And then we offer support where they can't do it, need a bit of extra help, or it's too large a project. So it's very much a, there's not one size fits yes. all. It's and very it's much re- a partnership. It's really teach a man to fish then as well, that you're actually empowering them then to continue on with it. And it's very interesting to hear, you know, of your whole partnership approach that you may just start on one small project, which may evolve down the line. You've been more ingrained as that partner. John, you know, uh, uh, and Ryan, you know, you've recently or the learning rooms have recently been acknowledged as all star digital learning company of the year, which is a fantastic achievement. So, John, I've no doubt that there's an awful lot more to come and is coming down the tracks. You know, what's next, you know, for the learning rooms? Yeah, so we, we, we've uh, made a couple of recent hires and we, we see the team continuing to grow with, with, with the, um, the kind of influx of, of major projects coming throughout the door. Um, we're lucky in the sense that we have a no, numerous different partners and uh, new partnerships being set up again across uh, Europe and, and again looking more internationally. So what we see kind of the plans for, for the rest of 2022 and 2023 is to continue the international growth, to keep on expanding uh, the, the team. And again, as Ryan touched on, looking for specialists in very specialized uh, technologies and techniques that will continue to enhance the quality of project that we're able to put out. Um, and we're, we're lucky that we're, we're a premier organization in Ireland. People know our name and it's it's getting that name that it's on the tip of everyone's tongues when they think of e-learning, no matter what, what country they're in. Very good. So for any of our listeners here today that are considering maybe or that might have learned current learning needs or considering maybe putting some of their content or in-house expertise online, what advice would you give to them? My advice would be, I suppose, first of all, look, have a conversation with us. You know, you can have a conversation. We can we can talk through your needs. If what we talk through, if we what we offer is what you need, great. And if it's not, then that's totally fine. You know, like we can... Um, we can we can add we can offer advice it's not always a you know we have to you know have to make a sale you know we're we're a friendly bunch we're a learning first organization if we can help you learn something along the way then you know sure as hasn't everyone won. i get the feeling that you're learning first but with a lot of fun along the way john and yeah. ryan it's been fantastic catching up with you today on aibf business talk i know our listeners there uh, out there you know, would be very curious if not, if they're not already in the space actually maybe to find out more or to learn more so how should it do that is it jump onto the learning rooms or john what you suggest yeah if they jump onto the learningrooms.com uh, is you're going to have a lot of information on the different uh, solutions and services you can of course get in touch with me directly at john at the learningrooms.com uh, and our direct landline is 01297-4070 so there's there's a few different ways to get in touch and we'll be happy to have the conversation as ryan said Brilliant. Thanks a million, folks. And I look forward to you continuing your all-star journey. Take care. Thank you very much. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening to AIBF Business Talk today. I really do hope you enjoyed listening in. To find out more about the All-Ireland Business Foundation and the work that we do, especially the Business All-Stars program, just go to www.aibf.ie. Remember, never put off until tomorrow what you can do today. Until next time, from your host, Elaine Carl. Goodbye.